it comes to identity politics, women cackle the loudest. In a grand display of irony, women put on their heads what they complain men only have on their minds. Pussy. Feminists shrivel in their self-enabled victimhood at the sound of reproductive rights. They screech that access, code for free, to birth control and abortions does not exist for all women. But at the rate we are going, that problem may take care of itself. With men disappearing, the fear of pregnancy will disappear too. But how many men have disappeared? Where are they going? And is there a one-way ticket to this magical place? Well, you could go, but it's not magical, and all the men want to do is just leave. Nearly two million people are incarcerated across federal, state, and local systems. Today, the United States incarcerates about 573 people per 100,000, more than any other nation. That is right, we incarcerate more people per capita and in sheer numbers than any other nation in the world. Land of the free is starting to be more ironic than truthful. Over the last 40 years, the population in prisons and jails has increased 500%. In the 1970s, policymakers got tough on crime and started incarcerating far more individuals. Then 1982 brought the war on drugs, which further exacerbated the problem. In 2009, the state prison population started to drop slightly for three years straight, from 1.62 million to 1.57 million. Even if this minor change continued, it would take 90 years to get down to 1980 levels of incarceration. We look a lot of people up, but how is this a war on men? The likelihood of a man being imprisoned is one in nine. For a woman, it is just one in 56. They could be bad guys that we are afraid of, or we could just be incarcerating people we don't like. For something to be a crime, a law has to be passed. And just like that, overnight, an action is illegal or criminal. This happened with Prohibition. Those happy hour drinks people enjoy today would get one tossed in the pokey in the 20s. So did we get naughtier 40 years ago when incarceration started to skyrocket? Or did we start locking at people because we began criminalizing bad behaviors, but not bad guys? A quick glance at the numbers can answer the bad behavior versus bad guy question. More than 60% of all jail population growth in nearly 40 years is due to pretrial detention, meaning they aren't guilty. They just couldn't afford bail. Remember, our legal system operates off the assumption of innocence until proven guilty. So these innocent people are sitting behind bars. These people are overwhelmingly men. I wonder if they were women, if people would start to complain more. I wonder if we would start to rethink our criminal justice system. I wonder if we would call this a gender disparity. I wonder how long it would take before we called it a war on women. The incarceration gender gap combined with the nonviolent offenses we criminalize should make us question whether we are putting away criminals or just criminalizing being a man. Perhaps we should start to rethink what criminal activity is if that many men are getting locked up for it. Men are more prone to risk-seeking behaviors. Studies have shown there is a gender gap for risk. It ranges from the sports they play to the occupations they have. They are also more likely to be admitted to the hospital for accidental injuries and die in car accidents. It is probably why we can hand them a gun at 18, point them in the direction of a war zone, and they will valiantly go headfirst into oncoming gunfire. They act first and then they think later. That is a risk, one that we encourage. But that same risk-taking behavior is dual-sided. One might say it is what leads them to other risky activity, like experimenting with drugs. 
They do not hurt anybody but the user, but nevertheless, they end up incarcerated. Women can squeal in hysteria about their reproductive rights and wear pussy hats in protest. Yet when men become inmates, there is no mating. Now that is the real crime against reproduction and a real war on men.